Ew, no, what is it? It's just a spider. No. I'll get it later. No. <laughs> Do you want me to get it now? I don't have anything to get it with. It's fine. Guest host. <laughs> the corpse of the spider. Girl, my eyes. And girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl my The girl my What time is it? Girl time! Ooh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Big time. Photo shoot. Woo. I don't like the photo shoot. It's two words. Oh, uh, yeah, that's rough. It goes either way. It was directed by Jonathan Judge, whose directing credits include Lazy Town and Young Sheldon. <coughs> so he really runs the gambit. Cool. Um, and it was written by Ron Holsey, who mostly does like little kids shows, Blues Clues, etc. And also Nancy Classified. I feel like we could at some point break down the Venn diagram that is Big Time Rush, Ned's Declassified, and Johnny Test. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, Big Time Rush is the worst show that this guy has written for, is what you're saying. <laughs> he also wrote for Johnny Test. Okay. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what episode this is. We're definitely on the first half of season one, because I have it on my DVD. Eight. Eight. Anyway... This episode starts with a fun shot of their Pop Tiger poster. Pop Tiger magazine. Mm-hmm. Camille shouts, oh my goodness, you guys are in Pop Tiger. But why do you look so awful? And then she moves the poster and you see that they're all just in casts and bruised and all that good stuff. Do we need to explain Pop Tiger? I mean, it's just a parody of Tiger Beat, which in our timeline features Big Time Rush also. <laughs> So I just can't think uh, about it too uh, hard. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's one of those teeny bopper magazines. Favorite Tiger Beat headline, I think it was Tiger Beat. It was like a bunch of Disney people and then just Gerard Way. <laughs> and it said, who's been picking on Gerard? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like a screenshot that I saw on Tumblr, so I, I don't know who was. I did recently look up Yikes Magazine, which is another <laughs> one of these, but on, on Yikes Magazine I did find my new favorite Zac Efron picture, yes. where he's just kind of dejectedly holding frozen yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Zac next to Gerard, and it's well, the quote from him is, I was never the cool kid. Was he and picking then, on Gerard? <laughs> I don't know. And then Corbin Blue is on the other side of Gerard, and his quote is, they called me gay, so someone is... <laughs> Someone's just terrorizing all these men. <laughs> the reason I brought up the X Magazine, and I did just pull it up, on their Facebook page on April 8th, 2012, they posted, who's your favorite member of Juan Direction? <laughs> Dick Horan, Martito Payne, Miguelito Malik, Carlito Styles, or Pepito Tomlinson? And I wish that Dick Horan was last... Because it's the only funny it's one. It's the only funny one. <laughs> and I just, I, I want to know, I want to get in the mind of this Yikes Magazine social media <laughs> content creator. Is Dick, like, a Spanish name? I don't know. believe so. <laughs> Why did they name him Dick? <laughs> oh, they're, they're the ones picking on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yikes Magazine. Yikes. Should we talk about Big Time Rush? Yeah, sorry, um, I got really distracted Rush. talking it's about... okay, I, I really wanted to know who was picking on Gerard. <laughs> so Camille's like, wow, great poster, guys, but you are, like, 
mostly dead. What happened? Oh, also, when she holds it up, they're all like, ugh. And like all zombies? Sort of, they just lean forward to point at it. And they really look like zombies. It's amazing. I think Carlos has meat on his face. Yes. So Just raw meat. Straight on the face. Like steak. Um, I, don't, I don't want to talk about this scene, because then Kendall's tooth comes out. He, like, spits it out into his hand. He says, oh, my tooth fell out. And then Carlos says, oh, no, wait, that's mine. And then they all groan again, and then the theme song starts. I like when Carlos puts the He tooth puts it back in his mouth! In his own mouth. I know that it's a dumb joke, and I can't think into it too hard, but, like, I can't stop thinking about yeah, it, I like, feel how like, it happened. I feel like every time there's a cold open at the pool and we talk about it, you die. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Okay, but the other thing is... The poster is not immediately in Tiger Beat magazine that day. <laughs> oh, it's been no, days. It's, oh, it's, it's in, been so long. It's in Pop Tiger. It's not. <laughs> Whatever. It's been weeks. <laughs> oh my god. It's so dramatic. I think they were in an unrelated violence struggle. <laughs> like, no, that story's not cool enough. <laughs> but this story is cooler. And it starts on a calm afternoon in the crib. And then there's a like amazing Gilligan cuts of all of them violently playing hockey. It's just all body checking. Mm-hmm. Lots of hockey shenanigans. And yelling. Um, Kendall gets his face like shoved against a glass table. Kelly interrupts them with an air horn. Does she don't... have a key to their yeah, apartment? She must. She must. Or they just don't lock the door, because I feel like people just burst in their apartment. They all probably the time. do not lock the door. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their mom locks the door, but But they're she is not home because she would not want to be home for that mm-hmm. hockey game. Kelly explains to them that they gotta hurry to get a picture for Pop Tiger. It's the next Pop Tiger hot new star pant fold out special spring poster issue. Thank you. Um, and as she's saying this, uh, Carlos gives Logan one last little check, which <laughs> kind of informs their interactions through this whole episode. Yeah, that's foreshadowing. He, direct- he checks him directly into the floor, mm-hmm. like once everyone stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure, I mean, maybe there was something happening before that, but that moment really defines their interactions this episode. So Kelly says all of that very quickly, and then Kendall does that hilarious thing that people do on sitcoms where he's like, In English, please! And then she yells, It's picture day! Move out! And then they all cheer, like, way more than I've ever seen anyone cheer for school picture day. Rude. And we later find out that that's exactly what they thought it was going to be like, so. <laughs> I'm sure that James has gotten them excited about Picture Day. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in a limo. One of them asks what Pop Tiger is. It's Carlos. And goes, what's Pop Tiger? And then James explains it. Does he pull it out of his jacket? Yes. To explain it. And then Logan is like weirdly alarmed by the fact that James has and like, reads this magazine, he's like, please tell me that's Katie's! Also consistent with his character. And I'm like, Logan, Logan, it's fine. This... Well, James does explain that they do have articles for boys, too, like, OMG, I, I am the wrong BFF. Yeah, so he's still trash garbage. I think Logan is, he's not traditionally masculine, like... He's the smart one. Right, he's the smart one, he's not, like, he's cool or genius. tough or any of those things that are traditionally associated with masculinity, so I feel like he feels like he has to compensate for that by being hyper-masculine in the ways that he can, mm. a.k.a. shunning anything feminine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
Kendall grabs the copy of Pop Tiger to look at these articles that James is reading, and there's one that's like, here's what quote-unquote hottie hunk <laughs> Dak Zevon would bring to a desert island, and so, it's his dog Snowball. So when he reads that, it flashes to James nodding really seriously at Kendall, <laughs> and then it flashes back to Kendall, who mocks him by nodding really seriously back, <laughs> but then he goes, I gotta say, I'm curious. So, we get really amazing Kelly reaction shots all throughout this. I have a short discussion question. Yes. So, when Kendall says, his dog Snowball, <laughs> is he genuine? Is he genuinely like, wow, that's a great answer. I'm so glad I looked at this magazine. Or is he, like, being a little shit? I it felt genuine. I felt genuine. I, I want it to be genuine yeah, so yes. bad. <laughs> so, this um, kicks off. My favorite subplot, <laughs> which is Logan and Carlos arguing about this question. And Carlos says that he would bring a roller coaster to a desert island, and Dax Zevon is stupid for not thinking of that. And Logan's like, um, why would you bring a roller coaster when you could bring a flare to signal passing ships? And Carlos... Can I put in Kendall's reaction? Yes. So he's just rolling his eyes at how stupid there. But then it flashes to James, who just looks, like, really thoughtful and concerned about <laughs> their conversation. He's just like, wow, maybe that is a good point. And then Carlos... I don't have the exact quote, but Logan's like, you need to bring a flare to signal passing ships. Oh, I have the quote if you want it. Please. <laughs> oh, what? You don't think people are going to see my extreme looping coconut coaster? <laughs> and this is what finally... Kelly hasn't rolled her eyes yet. This is what finally gets her to roll her eyes. <laughs> I want to know what constitutes a coconut coaster. Like, what makes it coconut? Is oh. it made from coconut trees? You are know the, that's what he's picturing. Are the ride vehicles, like, really big... <laughs> coconut halves. You know he's picturing it made out of coconut trees, which begs the question, why does he need to bring it with him? Can't he just bring something else and make the coconut coaster? You sound like Logan. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> I mean, he could bring something else cool, not a lame flitter gun, because he does have a good point that people will see the co roller coaster. So, I'm obviously on Carlos's side. <laughs> so then Logan says your island is stupid, and Carlos says your island is boring, and then they get to the studio. Well, first... Well, Kelly does shoot the air horn in the limo, oh, which right. would be so painful. That poor limo driver. That's why I repressed it. So, like, as they're fighting about how dumb their islands are, so, I mean, Kendall's just sharing a seat with them, so he's, like, trying to get out of the way. James is, like, really into the fight. Like, when it flashes him, he does a couple of, like, punches, and he's grinning. He's so excited. So, usually James is, like, a big part of the drama because he's very dramatic. In this episode, he's just sitting there and living for it. He's just having a great time watching everything unfold, and, like, he doesn't have any lines ever since he gave him that magazine. <laughs> also, Kendall, too. They just, I think they kind of broke Kendall, maybe during the hockey game. He's just not, I don't know. He's not himself. He's not able to, like, react to their situations. <laughs> so that's where we're at, like, emotionally, going into rock records. Well, first they're assaulted by a group of teenage girls, which sets up the C-plot. Carlos grabs his helmet and puts on his helmet. <laughs> yeah. And they find out that the teenage girls are actually there for Dax Zevon because he's recording vocals for Varsity Vampire 2 Game On. So three of them are very alarmed at, like, all the girls swarming their limo. But then James just, like, looks... He just, like, laughs and excites... He's just like, yeah, cool. So This is what he's been looking so for. fucking chill. He's just living for all of this drama. He's like, oh, yeah, all these girls? Okay, that's fun. It's <laughs> he like, wants to be famous! This is what it's going to be like when he's famous. <laughs> we called it. Also, a couple things about Varsity Vampire 2 Game On. Yes. First of all, it's 
a vampire parody of High School Musical, which is very good. I mean, there's nothing else to say about they that. Perform a very obvious parody of "Get Your Head in the Get Getcha. Get. I know. <laughs> I know. Of "Get Your Head in the Game," and it's called "Creatures of the Net." And <laughs> at the end of it, they each take a basketball and then they bite into it, and it deflates like they have just sucked the blood from it, which They're... I don't want to think about for very long. Mm-hmm. Their team is called the Knights. Which is interesting for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it's just like a funny. It's usually hockey teams are like knights with the K, like <laughs> fighters, but they're just like the knight because they're vampires. Um, but Kendall's name is also knight. So Dax Yvonne is played by Kurt Hansen, who Sorry, is Kurt. He played Kendall's character in the unaired pilot before they replaced him with the actual Kendall. This is the first time we see him in the show as Dax Yvonne, and he's wearing a shirt that says like knight on it, but <laughs> spelled differently. I don't know. There's like a parallel there that I can't quite grasp. Um, just to take a quick skip to the left here. So Dak Zevon is a parody of Zach Efron, also known as Zephron. So <laughs> in this universe, is he... Devon? Devon? <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to call him. When they first bring up Dak Zevon, Kelly is holding a poster of Dak Zevon that she like brandishes to them. And then it plays like this like angelic choir music for a second whenever they show it. She just had it ready. She's like, I know what we're getting into here. She's so well, prepared. It was, in, it was in the Pop Tiger magazine, wasn't it? Probably. The girls swarming their limo realizes that they are not Dax Yvonne, and they all run away to a different entrance to try to find him. The front gate. So they go inside, and they find Katie and Mrs. Knight, and they're like, what are you doing here? And Katie wants to meet Dax Yvonne. Well, well... <laughs> She goes, what? I can't come down to see my big brother, who I love. And, and then looks, Kendall looks so touched. I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, you're here to see Dak Devon? And then his entire face falls. There's like a fart sound effect. Like, but it's, like, it's like this like horrified and, de- and betrayed look. <laughs> he loves his sister so much. And I don't she... know if it's that or if it's that he wants her to love him and look up to him Ooh. so much. <laughs> I mean, they they do love each other. No, no, but that's it, yeah. (laughs) So, Katie um, defends herself by saying, I am a preteen girl. He's a teen pop star. I'm not made of stone, you know. She's got the exact same poster, and it goes, (laughs) And Logan's like, ha, 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 ha. So he takes the poster and holds it up in front of his face, and he pretends to be Daxie Well, I'm Daxie and I love you, Katie Knight. I didn't want to do that, but... (laughs) I got you. Thank you for it. And... He's swarmed by the teenage girl. <laughs> the teenage, the crowd of girls like rounds a corner as soon as he does this, and they think that it's Dak. They think uh, someone holding up a piece <laughs> of paper with a picture on it to their face is another man. <laughs> and Logan was bullying Katie, so I think he deserves it. And I yeah. have no mer- I have no what's the word? Mercy's not yeah, the word. I, I have no compassion a- for Logan here. I was relieved. Yeah. <laughs> So um, they do knock him over so much that his shirt gets spun around. One of his arms is not in the sleeve anymore. It's it's just like inside of his entire shirt. Like he's did you guys ever do that like in school and you were bored and you just put your arms yes, inside absolutely. your shirt? He's also wearing this like really ugly sweater. So it looks really old and ratty, like something you would have worn in Minnesota. So they're trying to convince Kelly to tell Katie and Mrs. Knight where Dax Yvonne is and she's like I'm not supposed to tell you but then just like I'll look into these eyes and say that and then Katie makes these like really sad puppy dog eyes and it 
it zooms in on them for like several seconds. She does a good job. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would give her information, but <laughs> oh, Logan does react to his attack by saying "ouchies." Oh right, didn't love. No. <laughs> In his defense, he's probably not concussed, but probably as close as he's going to get. Really quick, when Katie is making her eyes and the camera is, like, slowly zooming in on her, they play this music that was, like, really familiar to me, and I was like, oh, it's probably just, like, a generic thing that I've heard before, but then I was reading the fandom wiki, and they were like, oh, it's the music from the end of Edward Scissorhands, and I was like, what? (laughs) Is it actually? Why did they think of that one? (laughs) Did they have to pay to you? Does Nickelodeon own the rights to Edward Scissorhands? Wait, is that actually the music? Yeah. I don't know. They finally get to their pictures. Did they enter a shoot? Yeah, so they just have a recording studio that they've taken up in with all of their recording camera equipment. I mean, that's how photo shoots go. Yeah. So there's all this, like, dance music and people yelling. And then there's just, like, this random hot girl standing in front of the backdrop, just, like, holding a camera That's and looking really bored. It's the assistant. Uh, See, so yeah, I need to let Haley talk about literally all of this because... Oh, no, it's fine. I, I really like the assistant who just stands there with a camera looking bored and hot, delivers a stuffed puppy, and then disappears <laughs> forever. I don't blame her. <laughs> but they don't call them stuffed puppies, which I'd I be okay with. They call them stuffy puppies. Yeah. So, this is where we meet Marco Stelposi, and he yells, Are you ready to rock my camera? He is played by Nickelodeon guy Carlos Alizraki, who is known mostly, I think, for playing the evil teacher from Fairly Odd Parents. Cracker? Yes. Wait, that's Marcos? Mm-hmm. Wild. Interesting. Yes. I'm going to sit with that for a second. <laughs> so, I was waiting for him to yell fairies. He did <laughs> So this guy screams everything that he says. It's really fun. Some say he's a photographer, and then some say magician. <laughs> and, and to show this, he takes out a camera and starts just snapping it wildly without aiming at all, and mostly aimed at the ceiling. And then he pulls out a second camera and says, <laughs> two cameras, and snaps wildly, both at the ceiling. So I... He, like, put... He lifts his leg and, like, puts yeah. one under it. But the, the second camera... I should did, clarify, it's still pointing at... It's not. It's never pointing at them. Um, I would love to see the pictures that were taken on these cameras. Probably no pictures were actually taken on these cameras, but you know. But he does take the second camera from right behind his back. So I think I would be in the category of people who call him a magician. Mm. And not a photographer. Um, His thing is that he makes his subjects pose with very large stuffed dogs. But he is the number one teen idol pop photographer in the world. So wouldn't you think he would... How did this happen? I mean, most photo shoots happen, they take more than one picture. Well, right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's possible that he takes a lot of really, really good pictures, and then when he's given creative... A lot of stuffy puppy pictures. Right, like when he's given creative control, he brings in the stuffy puppies, and they're like, hey, let's do some without them, and then those are the pictures that get accepted, Mm -hmm. but he really, really wants the puppies... Uh, this is the scene where we finally get Gustavo back. I missed oh him. So he's introducing Marcos. They're getting nervous about the stuffy puppy. Like, they scream, actually, when he says stuffy puppy. <laughs> they all physically recoil. So can I. It's like he said school. Kendall's like, what? <laughs> that really got to me. I don't know. 
But Gustavo is having none of it. He does not want the stuffy puppies. He wants just a picture of four best friends chilling and being themselves. Then Kendall does like double finger guns and goes, I totally agree. And then Gustavo <laughs> mocks him with double finger guns. He goes, I totally don't care. And Kendall looks really bummed. I think he was actually not being a little shit. And I think he's trying to be really genuine today, but everyone's just shutting him down immediately. He's trying to make up for the mansion. He's never going to try this again. Honestly, this is the last time we see genuine Kendall. I'm and sure. James is still just standing off to the side with that little smile. Just He's just not saying anything. He's just enjoying everything that's happening around him. I wonder if the writers just forgot about James and forgot to give him lines. I think if I tried to write an episode, of the show, I would also... <laughs> I'd be like, James, just stand there and look pretty. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're told to go to the backdrop and look handsome. And Logan's still wearing... I thought they would, like, change him into something else, but that's just what he was gonna wear. It's just... They don't really have a shitty sweater. They don't really have time. I think they just gotta go with what they have. I, I think I could argue they have a lot of time. <laughs> But they're Big assuming time. that they're gonna. I think they're assuming that it's gonna be like a normal photo shoot. So they're gonna take a few good, a few pictures quick, and then because Gustavo and Kelly are worried, and then once they get like a good backup picture, then they can take. You know, let's do a costume change. Let's try some different sets. Let's try you know some other stuff. Because usually, I mean, you would give more than just one picture to Pop Tiger, so they could pay. <laughs> Ashton, I nominate you to talk about the next part. <laughs> so while they're against the backdrop, Carlos announces that he's changed his mind about his desert island and now he wants to bring a freezer of ice cream. <laughs> and he's very pumped about this. He's like, a freezer of ice cream! And Logan says, where are you going to get the electricity, genius? And Carlos yells, electric eels, <laughs> duh! And <laughs> it just completely annihilated me. And... I want Kendall's to... standing between them because yes. that just the way they're lined up. He's literally staring off into space with his mouth hanging open throughout this entire thing. Like he, they have broken him. He can't, just can't do anything anymore. And then James is just yeah standing off to the side, combing his hair, yeah. having a great time. All he cares about is this picture. But yeah, then they're doing a slap fight, and is this where Logan gets mad because he's bad at slap fights? I th- probably <laughs> that checks out. I've never had a slap fight. I don't know if they're, like, fun or satisfying in any way. They can't be. They do them all the time on kids' shows. Well, Kelly did tell them to be careful and look pretty. So maybe they're trying to respect that also, and still they fight. Also, they can't get to each other because Kendall's in the middle, so they all they really have is their <laughs> arms. Gustavo tells them to heal, so they stop fighting and, like, line up to listen. But Carlos does get one last slap in, <laughs> which is, you know, a thematic continuation of their hockey game. <laughs> So the Pop Tiger Messenger is going to be there in two hours. So they're supposed to look into the camera and think about something funny because they need to get this picture done. Mm-hmm. And then Kendall just goes, you mean like that? And then Marcos is like leaning down to get something out of his like camera bag. And his butt is right in front of the fog machine. So there's fog coming out of his butt. And they're all like pointing and laughing. Even Kelly is pointing <laughs> and laughing at this. <laughs> So I was like, you gotta take the picture now before something goes wrong, please. And he throws his camera. They do that really dramatic moment where he's slowly moving his finger down toward the camera button. The shutter button. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing halfway there, which I'm thinking maybe because his he's finger's his halfway finger to the button. He's halfway there. He doesn't get to take the picture because the police burst in because Gustavo and Kelly have court-ordered community service 
to complete so real for quick a reason real quick so i just want to point out it is the ultimate irony because the boys were doing a great job up there and they're like you got to do it before the boys mess it up and then it was their fault so <gasps> fuck you gustavo i what, what, no no what? that's mean i no, I, I respect him for what he's done here so, <laughs> the reason they have community service is because in my favorite moment of continuity so far on the writer's part, they destroyed Matthew McConaughey's mailbox with a baseball bat. <laughs> and then there's a cutaway to this happening, and Gustavo has a baseball bat, and he's going at it, and Kelly's the lookout. And she is she, wearing a choice outfit. She's, she looks amazing, and she's crushing it. She's, like, whipping her head back and forth with a pair of binoculars. <laughs> The only other notable thing about his mansion, he's just got this giant orange van parked in the background, and he's, there's a, a surfboard strapped to the side of it. So it's Matthew McConaughey, man. Yeah, they're like, this is the imagery we need <laughs> to represent Matthew McConaughey. And then the final touch on the Matthew McConaughey imagery is Gustavo yelling that he plays the bongos till 3 a.m. He goes, I'm the victim here. <laughs> And then there's bongo sounds in the background, just to round it all out, in case you don't know what bongos are. <laughs> what? So they get dragged off, and Marcos is like, drama! And then the pulsing dance music is back. And then he's, he's holding the stuffy puppy, and he's, like, dancing with it really dramatically and, like, dipping it. And the boys are just standing there, and they don't know what to do. You can see it in their eyes. <laughs> As they're being dragged out by the police, they run into Griffin and his two... Assistance? Abdul and another guy? Yeah, the lady's gone. Yeah. It's a dude now. And Gustavo, I see the photo shoots going well. That's <laughs> so funny. So, I wanted to address to discuss why Griffin is so hands-on with this boy man. He's the CEO of this giant company that does, like, electronics and shit, right? And then he's just, I think he's just super bored all oh, the time. Oh, definitely. So that's why he just keeps showing up to hang out with Big Time Rush. And this band has not released any music yet. <laughs> they are nothing. And he keeps just showing up to, like, see what's going on. He's definitely bored, and I think he just gets some sick satisfaction out of torturing Gustavo. Absolutely. Gustavo tries to get Griffin to get them released. And Griffin says, oh, it's okay, I'll handle it. And Gustavo yells, You heard the fourth largest CEO in America? Most powerful. They're f- sorry. You heard the fourth <laughs> imagining just... <laughs> imagine how large they are physically. <laughs> you heard the fourth most powerful CEO in America. in America? And then it flashes to a cover of CEO Tiger magazine. And he does, like, dual peace four. signs. Well, no, he does he's a number four. Because he's a fourth. If you, two peace signs would also make it would, four. but he doesn't. Like peace. The um, only funny thing I noticed on the cover of the CEO Tiger magazine was the bonus feature: What would Bill Gates take to a desert island? <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> and this is where Gustavo yells, "Do what he says and unhand us." <laughs> oh, his deliveries in this episode—he <laughs> just didn't give a shit. Uh, it's like if a stage actor was bad. <laughs> Like, like, when the, when the, he's good. When the cops come in, he's like, officers, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then in the hallway with Griffin, he's like, unhand us. 
Oh, it's very, very good. And then Griffin, you can tell he's having a great time. He's like, oh, I didn't mean to unhand you. <laughs> I meant I take care of the photo shoot. I'm very creative. And then he turns to Abdul, the other guy, and they just, like, nod and smile at him. They're like, yeah, yes, you are. You're very creative, sir. So Griffin gets in there, and... <laughs> the boys are all just standing around. Kendall is, like, looking at his nails. And then Griffin comes in and says that he's in charge of the photo shoot now. He says, let's get my big-time boys on yes. the walls of teen girls everywhere. And I just <laughs> want to talk about big-time boys. <laughs> That was my next note because oh, I'm first so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I know, just I was wanted gonna... to make sure we didn't miss big time. We boys. will not. No, you're good. You can also say I did want to talk about Kendall's face when <laughs> he says he's in charge. He's looking at his nails, and then he just like his face just kind of like scrunches. Okay, Kendall's reactions in this episode slayed me because there's times where he just didn't have lines, but he just <laughs> he's like a cartoon. I know, and especially in this episode where he just can't anymore. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Anyway, the big time boys are gonna be <laughs> space matadors. They're about to take the picture, and then he goes, "Stop! Change everything." When something bolder, something nobody's ever seen before. And then that's where they get the space matadors. <laughs> but he, like, like... Haley's <laughs> <laughs> oh. crying. Yeah. It, it switches to them in matador costumes, and James touches the outfit and screams as if he just noticed that he was in it. And then <laughs> jumps in front of them facing the audience and does, like, a little, like, skip step dance thing and goes, space! Matadors! And it's like a mockery of a traditional, like, matador yeah. movie. I don't know. I don't know how matadors do their it's just, thing, but... It's, 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 it's not the last time that we're gonna see him this undignified, but it is the first time that we see him like this. And then Mark is oh, just exercising his power. Like, he's bored and just wants to see what he can do here. <laughs> And, yeah, he's having such a good time. I'm having flashbacks to the pilot when the death <laughs> scene got me like this. Is Griffin your favorite character? Unfortunately, I think we're heading no. towards that, which sucks. See, what sucks for me is I think I'm heading toward Kendall being my favorite, and that's, he used to be, like, my least favorite. I mean, so. same. I'm moving through some things, but he is killing, he is getting <laughs> to me. Okay, I'm so good. Griffin says space matadors and the boys um, react negatively. Space matadors. Thank you. I want that as a ringtone. And Marco, Marcos is, like, extremely excited about this. <laughs> okay, we are back to all the screaming fangirls. But there's these two big security guards. One of them? One of them looks like Jason Statham, and that threw me. Moving on. <laughs> the security guards are telling the teenage girls to, like, go away. Disperse. Please. They don't say please. They're yelling. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> the girls are also yelling. <laughs> uh, Katie tries the puppy eyes on them with the same Edward Scissorhands music. <laughs> and it doesn't work on them. She's like, man, you guys are good. And as they walk away, the security guards are <laughs> dancing in the background, just like, they're super into it. They're like, oh yeah, we beat you. <laughs> you told a small girl to go away. What? I don't know they why all... they didn't do that when they successfully got rid of the huge, screaming, violent crowd. And also I when guess. Katie tried to sneak past the guard, they like, smushed their hips together so that she couldn't get through. <laughs> they're a good team. 
And now I get to see Gustavo and Kelly doing their community service. And I would just first like to point out, so they're both wearing those, like, orange prison jumpsuits Mm -hmm. as they're picking up trash. Gustavo's still wearing his fake chains over his (laughs) orange jumpsuit. (laughs) So I guess they let that happen. And he's worried because Griffin has the creative pop sensibility of a walnut, so he's not feeling like the photo shoot's going to go well. I don't know if I agree because I think warm pants are extremely creative, (laughs) and I don't think a walnut would have come up with space matadors. Okay, but do warm pants count as creative pop sensibilities? Is he old money? He must be. These people who are old money just, like, don't. I'm gonna alienate half of our listener base. No, I'm not. No. No <laughs> one's listening. listening. Half of our veterans of Phoenix. Yeah. Anyway, Gustavo <laughs> finds some teeth. <laughs> so, Found like, the bag of teeth. Anthony Anthony finds the bag of teeth. Did I call him Anthony? That's great. That's <laughs> not his name. He doesn't find, like, individual teeth. It's not like when Kendall spits out a tooth and then Carlos puts it in his own. We don't have mouth. to talk about that again. He finds dentures. But he thinks they're perfectly joke good joke teeth. <laughs> what are joke teeth? <laughs> Do you remember in Big Time Girl when Ken- when Logan and Carlos were trying to get Kendall to screw himself over when he was talking to Joe and they gave him those goofy teeth? Big Time Girl? What's, what is it? Big Time Love Song? That one. Uh, did we name it Big Time Girl? Nope. Okay. <laughs> So he's like, I found perfectly good joke teeth. And Kelly's like, those are joke teeth. And then another guy doing community service takes them out of Gustavo's hand because he doesn't have real teeth anymore. And he puts them in his mouth and there's like a very gross sound effect. And then he like chatters them very aggressively. <laughs> he chomps them four times rhythmically. And then they put these really visceral sound effects with it. Like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it really sticks with me. I don't know what it is. I want to know more about guns. What did he do to get community service? <laughs> what is he doing now? There are space matadors now. James is upset because it's their first picture and it's going to brand them forever as space matadors. Um, yeah, Logan's like, this is not going to impress millions of girls. I would say six or seven max. <laughs> So they all sort of look to Kendall to try to get them out of this situation. He's still broken. But he has come to depend on Gustavo to save them from Griffin. Which so is he's... wild, because, like, yeah, he... what happened between the mansion and this? How did this happen? There's something in there we didn't see. Right. So we can look back at their interactions, right? We've got School of Rock, obviously, Hachin. Big Time Crib, he throws them a bone. Big Time Love Song... There's not really much about their interactions. Are we looking at the boys or Kendall and Gustavo specifically? Kendall and Gustavo specifically. Okay. Oh, and there's Big Time Bad Boy, which is where... Okay, so before Love Song, Big Time Bad Boy is where they work together for the first time and kind of see eye to eye and realize that... They, like, really appreciate each other. Yeah. And then Love Song, which is where Gustavo just yells at them a bunch and has Freight Train drag them around. Yeah. But also they make his song fast and they fix it for him. Right. Yes. There's some back and forth there. Big Time Mansion where they destroy all his stuff. And well, I he doesn't know about all of it, I th- right? Or does he... How fa- good of a job do you think that they really did? Because <laughs> they did kind of admit it as they were running away. He knew there was an alligator in the bathroom. Right. He knew... James yelled, thanks for the pudding. Um... <laughs> 
I mean, they replaced all the pudding, so I feel like that that one's. Fun. I need to make a Vons run to get pudding. <laughs> just like boxes. Okay. No, we do see them restocking the pudding. But that so, doesn't. Are you suggesting they just fixed it up just enough where he wouldn't notice at first, and they could escape before he actually notices? Because they're just like sewing up the curtains with a needle and thread. That's true. That's true. So, I just. I guess I don't have faith in them, but I forgot that you know Mrs. Mrs. Knight, Mrs. Knight was there. Was there. Being mom power. And I do trust her with yeah. this. Still, I don't understand where Kendall's trust in Gustavo comes from. Obviously, we know later on, Gustavo and the boys, they're like, thick as thieves, they're great. But I don't think that they're there right now. They're still developing it, for sure. And this is, like, the closest they've been, like, in the whole show so far. Right. Do we want to get super deep and see yes. that? <laughs> Maybe not deep. <laughs> do we want to overanalyze this a little bit? Absolutely. Um... <laughs> Gustavo is the most consistent male figure in Kendall's life. Yes, absolutely. So there's that. Uh-huh. We know he doesn't have a dad figure. I don't think they ever bring up. They never bring the it up. Dad. We don't yeah. know when the dad left the picture. Or if there ever was a dad. Right. But Virgin birth. Or, I think I accidentally just suggested that Kendall Knight is Jesus. <laughs> Kendall's the second coming. We yeah, can't so do this. We can't do this. A lot to unpack. No. Mm-mm. I'm just saying, is this entire show Kendall getting a father figure? And are we at that stage in this where he's still kind of in the, you're not my real dad and I'm going to rebel because you're a dad figure, but also I'm going to trust you with my life because you are the father figure. I think it's possible through season one, maybe season two, but I don't think they can continue developing it. Because I think they're just trying to find ideas to fill <laughs> the time after that. That's fair. But I think it, it has to be pretty strongly developed in well, the yeah. rest of the season, but I don't think they can go much further. Do you think it was intentional, or do you think it just happened? I think it happened, but okay. I like to think that someone just really dug deep into Kendall's psyche. <laughs> and then Kendall Schmidt is an amazing actor who just showed us all of this through his face in this one I like episode. It. I like it. Okay. I have, Thanks, I have one really bad contribution to this. Oh, no. Big Time Rush cover, Father Figure by George Michael. Let's continue. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Um, we left off where they have so much faith in Gustavo. They're about to take the Space Manador picture, but Griffin stops them again because... The teen girl inside of him says something is missing. I don't like the teen girl inside of him. Um, (laughs) So Griffin stops Marcos from taking the picture because it needs something else, which is... Well, Marcos goes, I know what it is. And then he runs out of the room. And then all the three of them turn to Kendall. They're like, Kendall! (laughs) We just jumped ahead. And then, and they're like, don't worry, in three seconds, Gustavo's gonna burst through the dart and fix everything like he always does. So Kendall's, yeah, he has a lot of faith in Gustavo. So much faith in Gustavo. Um, so he's counting down for Gustavo's entrance, but then it's Marcos with more stuffy puppies, giant stuffy puppies for everyone. And then one of them says, that's not Gustavo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it flashes them holding the stuffed puppies. And James just punches it. (laughs) (laughs) But the photo is now bold and cute and cuddly. Which is exactly what the teenage girl inside of Griffin wants on her wall. Because now they have to smile pretty, pretty again. (laughs) Have we said that yet in this episode? Marcos has said it several times at this point. That's what he says to get them to take the picture. Smile pretty, pretty. He's very excited. He has the energy for this. I I will give him that. So just to update, they're all 
They're wearing the matador costumes in front of a space backdrop, and now they're all holding giant stuffed animal puppies. And then we hear, uh, 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 uh. And then Kendall says, okay, now we panic. He's not coming up with a plan. He's just jumping straight to panic. Uh-huh. He's given up at some point between Big Time Mansion and this episode, and I don't know what happened. I'm really it's worried when, about Kendall. Guys. It's when he got slammed against the table in the hockey game. At the beginning of the episode, it like. Are you suggesting this is all concussion? Yes. We. I think it's emotional. I think he went through something emotional. Yes. I think that he's just kind of drained with this whole stardom thing. Mm -hmm. He didn't even want to do this. Right. I think that the novelty of it has worn off, and he's realizing that this is a lot of work for something he didn't want to do, and it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And he's kind of rethinking things, mm-hmm. which probably is a good lead into the next episode. Mm. Well, we don't have to get to that right now. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, Camille interlude? Yes. Yes. So it's after the commercial break, so she has to reintroduce it in case someone, I guess, started halfway through the episode. <laughs> She's like, okay, so you don't want to look like space matadors, but then what happened? They need to stall the photo, so Carlos is like, we need a snowmobile! <laughs> and the look that Kendall gives him, he doesn't know how to move forward from that. He's like, yeah, okay, okay, snowmobile, let's... Let's fucking do it, I guess. It's just like in School of Rock, when they were trying to get Smitty to leave, he said, oh yeah. Oh my god, I thought you were talking about the film School of Rock starring Jack Black. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Sorry. I was going through something. No, no. And I was like, Smitty was in that one? (laughs) (laughs) No, in the Big Time Rush episode School of Rock, when they were trying to get Smitty. Big Time School of Rock, excuse excuse me. (laughs) Okay, in the Big Time episode. to leave and they said man bands are really big and Carlos yelled in Germany and they all looked mm. at him it's a parallel to this one yeah that's all I was trying to say I just want to say obviously <laughs> Carlos the things he's saying are just dumb stupid random things haha <laughs> funny but I also like to think that he's just really smart like he knows the thing to say that will get the job done like mm-hmm. he knows it will take Griffin a while to get a snowmobile. And he's really thought all of this out in his head before he says it. Mm-hmm. I like to think that. Yeah. Like, that's way funnier. And he's a genius. He is, but I think he is the genius, but it's more advantageous for him to seem like the dumb one because mm. people underestimate him. That's Ooh. my new theory. Yes. So he wants to snow and uh, Griffin. <laughs> well, okay, but they all go, what? And Kendall's like, oh, what? <laughs> it's my favorite one. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I can't so, talk about how broken Gundel is again because it's my favorite Griffin goes off to get a snowmobile. And- Wait, first he says the space matadors are right. And a snowmobile. <laughs> and when Logan, Logan's trying to convince him, so he goes, it's the pop in a hat trick. But yes. the way he says it, it sounds like he's saying pop in a hat trick. So he's like, it's the pop in a hat trick. And then he starts nervously petting the dog's head. He's <laughs> holding. Okay, you did a really good Logan impression there. You've got did it. Did I? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it turns out that just saying the wrong word. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just putting the consonants in the wrong parts of the words. Yeah. Sorry, Logan. Okay. <laughs> so Griffin goes... Griffin is off to get this fucking snowmobile. 
Kendall's starting to, like, get back into it a little bit because they run out in the hallway and Kendall tells Carlos, like, by the way, kudos on the snowmobile idea. He's getting back in it. It's gonna So take... he appreciates it, but in the moment, he could not process what was right. happening. He's like, do you know how long it's gonna take Griffin to get a snowmobile? And then Carlos says that he also wants a snowmobile for his desert island. And Logan says, desert islands have a tropical climate, professor. And Carlos has a meltdown. <laughs> I don't blame him at this point. <laughs> he says, Will you just let me have fun on my desert island? It's mine! He's so upset. James is taking his lucky comb. Yes. But Logan has to point out that he's alone on the desert island, so no one's going to see his hair. And James goes, Hey! I'll be there. <laughs> and this is Kendall Yale's focus! <laughs> Somebody says that they just have to wait for Gustavo to come back, and Kendall yells, Gustavo's not coming back! It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a Maitland Creedence spirit path theory. Oh, wait. So before that happens, so Logan, they're like, okay, we need to find a way to change this photo. Logan goes, yes, we need to change it from the cuddly space matadors to something like this. And then he holds the DAC photo up directly to his face again. <laughs> and then these girls yell, there he is! So they're inside, I think they're in Gustavo's office right now, either, no matter where they are. They're in, like, an enclosed room. Logan's not facing the door, he's facing into the room, and they still found him. Yes. Like, he didn't even say the man's name. (laughs) So either, these girls are, like, really, I can't tell if they're really, really good at what they're doing or if they're really terrible, because for one, they tracked down his face being exposed in the building somewhere, (laughs) but they didn't clock that it was in every other way not Dax Ivan. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they have someone skimming the security cameras. Mm, mm, maybe. And she happened to see him. So, yeah, Logan gets, like, attacked again. He says, ouchies. He does say ouchies, but he doesn't get up for, like, a while. (laughs) Well, it's not that long, but... Longer. Because Kendall has to take the photo. He's like, okay, we gotta put this away before someone else gets killed. So he takes up, and then he folds it up and sticks it into his... Was he still wearing the matador jacket? Yes. He sticks it into his jacket anyway. Instead of just, like, leaving it on a chair or in the garbage or (laughs) in a drawer where no one can get it. So I really like the idea that he wants it for himself, because he also has a big-time Dax Yvonne crush. Because it's less funny, because you know he just doesn't want to risk one of the other boys somehow getting their hands back on it. So Kendall has a giant crush on Dax Yvonne as well. Hope that works for him. <laughs> yeah. But that's weird because they they were like the same person. Yeah, they're... Hmm. Oh no. Hmm. I'm not gonna say it. I know we're all thinking Metaphor? it. I'm not gonna oh. say it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to be here! Oh god. Alright, and this bit's ruined! Alright. That's so funny. Okay, so... Holy shit. Well no, okay, if it was a true parallel, it'd be like regular Kendall and bad boy Kendall. <laughs> yes, true. Again. This bit's ruined! <laughs> How bad boy. <laughs> I thought it all this, I don't want this. <laughs> this episode of Dark this is like your, <laughs> this is like your fourth time in the fetal position. I'm gonna be thinking about how bad boy boy for a while. Oh no! So, okay, we're gonna. Oh, this is where he goes, Gustavo's not coming back. What if Gustavo is Kendall's dad? No, stop, 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 stop. Stop it forever. Music producer. 
No, no, we don't know. There would be indication somewhere, and there's not. No, so I know, I know. No. But I just wanted to say it before I forgot. No, but that. anyway, this is where Logan says ouchies again. I, he just says certain things that you think it was like a weird one-off thing, but he says them more than once. I don't know if he thinks it's cute, but it's like I don't, I don't think it is when he says like bleep blop bloop. He says that a lot. <laughs> Do you guys? Are you guys? Yeah. talking about it. <laughs> Otherwise, I sound like a total. <laughs> so they decide they're gonna take. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Logan stands up. He says ouchies, but then his shirt's on backwards, or his whole matador like top is on backwards. Yeah. So he asks his head's on backwards, and Carlos just goes no, and then he turns back. He's like, no, we're in charge now. He keeps talking about the other thing, and I love when they they've done this so many times on this show where someone has a question and they just say no, and then they immediately <laughs> go back into what's happening. <laughs> So they're gonna take their own picture. Yeah, secret photo. And they need cooler clothes. No offense to Matadors. <laughs> so James is in charge of the cool clothes. Logan's in charge of lighting. Okay. It stresses me out. Because he turns around and then... Picks up desk lamps! There are two desk lamps that are sitting on the chair right behind him. And they're plugged in. So he turns around and grabs them and like turns back and looks like really happy about it. Which, I mean, in a pinch, yeah, that's fair. But, but why were they on the chair? I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. So and then Carlos like, was supposed to break down any door that stands in their way. So, Carlos's and James were clearly tailored to, like, what they do. Their personal skills. Mm -hmm. So, is the lighting a smart person problem? Like, I guess, maybe? Or, I, I want to return to the theory. It. No, because I want to return to the theory that Logan's not smart, but they're really good friends who want to make him feel smart. Mm. So, Kendall sees these two lamps sitting there, already <laughs> turned on. And is like, yeah, Logan could probably figure that one out. <laughs> So I thought, yeah, I thought there'd be like mirror science, like he'd find mirrors to like amplify the light or something. But no. now he just finds these two lamps that are already plugged in <laughs> in the room that they are standing in, and he just places them on a different surface in the room. <laughs> James says that they still need a camera and a white backdrop, and Kendall says, "Nope, we just need a camera." And takes a remote from the desk and makes a projector screen come down. This is Gustavo's office, right? It is Gustavo's office. Okay. Why do they know about this? So clearly we've missed something. Like he's definitely I think subjected they just them to some PowerPoints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair, that's fair. That and snooping. Yes. That just drives home that there's so much that's happened that we don't know about. That's gonna stress me out. <laughs> anyway, it's and gonna take Griffin a while to find a snowmobile in LA. That's when they hear the engine revving and they all <laughs> scream because the door gets busted open. And then Griffin says the words... <laughs> no one wants to take it. Look... <laughs> Look what daddy found! <laughs> and he's on a snowmobile! That he just rode through the building and broke open the locked door to Gustavo's okay, office. Okay. This door to this office has been locked so many times. Mm -hmm. When the door is closed, there is no lock on the door. The lock is only on the outside of the oh. door. How does this door lock? <laughs> There's not even a turn handle. It's just a bar that you pull is the handle. Where is the interlocking mechanism? I don't have the answer here. <laughs> <laughs> Does no one who works on this show understand how buildings work? <laughs> maybe no. it's like, like electric. That's not the right word, but you know, maybe he's like a little remote and he presses the button and then it like it's all inside. That's the stupidest door I've ever heard of. No offense to you. <laughs> designers of this door that no, it's, that's clearly to... the only option. No, it's a dumb thing Gustavo bought who had too much money when he was designing his office. Yeah, yeah. That's I want to be clear. I'm not saying your idea is stupid. Yeah. I'm saying, of course, <laughs> it's a stupid door. Well, I think that's just as stupid as having a car where you just press a 
button to start it, and then if your battery runs out, you can't drive your car. Yeah. But, yeah, so Daddy found a snowmobile. (laughs) (laughs) And he just breaks down the door to Gustavo's office, which we know he has no respect for from past experience. Yes. So we gotta talk about Gustavo and Kelly more really quick. Gustavo is also coming up with a cunning plan to get out of the situation he's in, but he fucks it up. I just want to put the first part of his plan. He says, Kelly, you start by tying together all the garbage bags to fashion a crude zip line. That's true. And, and then I, she does! <laughs> she starts doing it! I want to know what the plan was for the trash zip line. Where they're on the ground. Where are they zip lining to? They're just she, on the lawn. The, they're going to climb up it and so she's go gonna over make, the wall. She's going to make that's not what a zip line is. That's a rope made of garbage bags. I'm sorry. They were, I don't know. Maybe zip line through the trees. a separate one to use as a handle for the zip. Cool. Like in Mulan when they have those scarves. Uh, I, I, I very much know what you mean. So Gustavo tells Kelly what to do and he tells Gums what to do. He's supposed to help Gustavo make decoy dummies of discarded newspapers and empty soda cans. So I guess they were going to stuff their jumpsuits with Garbage and then <laughs> what leave them laying around? <laughs> I wish he'd gotten a little farther in this plan. I, I wanted to see it. Um, but it doesn't matter because then he goes up to the corrections officer and he's like, Corrections officer, you stand here while the correct and then he realizes his mistake. He's like, Ugh. And Kelly implements her Aww. new plan. Uh, so they just run away and leave the corrections officer to tackle Gums. <laughs> Gums yells that he's gonna hold them off. Kelly's well, like, he's had his dentures and he's like snapping at <laughs> the big guy. And Kelly's like, we'll never forget your Gums! They're gonna have to just do community service next week, right? Well, maybe at a more convenient time for them. Yeah. When space matadors are not They're just an gonna get- active threat. They're gonna get longer community service, and so is Gum, so maybe they'll just do community service again together. So, now we gotta resolve... Well, no, we don't resolve it yet. <laughs> the opposite of being resolved. Um, Katie and Mrs. Knight try that sitcom thing, lunch delivery for Mr. Zibon. One of them is a, sh- like, room service chef, and they have a cart, and the cart has the metal dome where you would put, like, a ham or something to Serving keep it warm. Tray. And then they lift up the metal dome, and Katie's head is there. I think they physically pick up Mrs. Knight and, like, throw her at the cart with enough force to propel it all of the way down the hall. And then, yes. like, crash pretty hard pretty into the yeah. opposite wall. And she screams the whole time. Like, she's not having a good time. Also, before this, Katie does say to her mom, I knew this wouldn't work. <laughs> well, it was her mom's idea, which is where Kendall must get his scheming. Yes. <laughs> and I love that. And then Katie, like, watches them fail at it. That's how she <laughs> learns to be better. Yeah. Mrs. Knight is like, you will get the autograph today. I would be mad too. Right. And then Katie says, oh, I love it when you get that mad, crazy look in your eye. Which is a very good line. All right. Well, <laughs> I would kill for a Space Matador poster once again. Yeah. My inner teen girl is so putting this on my wall. That's Just... what Griffin says as well. But Marcos's inner teen girl is wrong because they don't need more stuffy puppies. And then, and then Kendall wait, yells, wait. <laughs> is that when Marcos is like, my inner teen girl wants more stuffy puppies, and then Griffin says, no, your inner teen girl is wrong. Shoot it. And he's referring to <gasps> oh, the picture. Yeah, the I picture. thought he was. <laughs> there wasn't enough of a pause, so I thought he was telling Execute Marcos his inner teen girl. <laughs> Shoot 
to shoot his inner teen girl oh. with a gun. But Kendall, Kendall has a plan. His inner finally. teenage girl. His, his inner teenage girl needs more fog. And Marco says they're right. So they like fumigate the studio with fog. And they're like, fog it up. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh no, there's too much fog. We have to go into the hallway. And Griffin says, fog break, five minutes. Yeah, he's still having a good time. He, it's he like, is. Not he's... as much as before, but he's still like... You can tell he thinks he's handling this. Exactly. So Big th- time secret photo time. Yeah. So they go to the costume. Big time secret photo big time. <laughs> Will you fucking stop? Please. So they go to like a costume room and it's locked. So Carlos breaks it down and he's got to like put his helmet on and like get himself prepared for this. And Famous is playing in the background the whole time. And they- also, he doesn't buckle the helmet. He also doesn't really use the helmet. He just smashes face first yeah. kind of into the door. They want the big guitars from the chorus to happen as he hits the wall, but there's not enough of Famous to cover his whole preparation. So they just let like the music from the pre-chorus loop for like 72 measures, it felt like. I want them to resolve it so badly that it's physically hurting me, and it was all I could focus on on my rewatch, which I definitely did, even though it doesn't sound like it because I keep fucking things up. Uh, and Carlos says, that was fun. Which I think... In typical Carlos fashion. Because he's not on screen when he says it, so they could have just dubbed it over afterwards so you don't think that he's died. So you died. Know he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, James says, enter my domain, boys. They get some pretty decent outfits, but they still have the matador pants. James says they'll shoot from the waist up. Kendall is wearing a fedora, though, mm. so it's a little bit bad. Yeah. It wasn't as bad at that time, though. Yeah. It's just not a good hat overall. Almost. And then James's is a velvet blazer. Yes. I wrote James's velvet blazer and Kendall's terrible hat. <laughs> Do you love James's velvet blazer? In the background, we can see 11 dusk lamps that look like <laughs> a Gustavo's desk and kind of pointed in the direction of the backdrop. <laughs> But he only did them on one side. <laughs> that picture that was taken is not the picture that would have been taken. Their faces would have been, like, half-shadowed. <laughs> oh, that yes. would have been such a good... We saw that! Yeah. So, he did a bad job, but it's fine. It's okay, because the camera battery dies. <laughs> and then the doorknob starts jiggling, but again, it's not a turn. There's no doorknob! <laughs> And then, I guess despite it being locked, Griffin still manages to, like, bust through without a key in, like, seconds. Yeah, but just long enough that they can switch back into their magic costumes. Yeah. Hey, fellas, the fog is gone. Let's take that picture. Woo! Woo! So, Space Dwarfs. Mrs. Knight has joined forces with the mob of girls trying to find Dax Zevon, and she gives them, like, a rallying speech. She's like, are you tired of being told you can't meet your cute teen idol? Are you ready to show the security guards the power of a screening pack of teenage girls? Are you ready for a deck attack? And then they all cheer, and Katie's like, or we could go home and let Dak live, because she's done like a complete 180. She does not like this energy that her mom is bringing to this situation anymore, and she has developed compassion for Mr. Zevon. <laughs> well, I think she sees, she remembers what they did to Logan, and then they stopped because they realized it wasn't Dak Zevon. So if it didn't stop, How, we might yeah. not have Logan anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Like Again, she said, should we let Dak live? Yeah. <laughs> can we not do this so we can survive? 
So Katie's like, I have to go save Dak from my mother and all of these girls. And she goes in a different direction from them. And then it flashes to the security guards and they hear the screaming again. They go, ha, more screaming fans. When will they ever learn? But then you hear like militaristic marching. And then they stop at the end of the hall, and the guards realize that the girls have organized, and the Jason Statham one turns to the other guy and says, It's been a pleasure serving with you. (laughs) And then they get (laughs) Dak attacked. (laughs) And then then we never see them again. It is important to know. (laughs) (laughs) For all we know, they are dead. They died for us. (laughs) They died for Dak. And so from inside Dak's room, he hears this and he's like panicking. And then a vent near the floor opens and Katie crawls through it. And she's like, I'm Katie. And then Dak says, I'm Dak. <laughs> and I have it in my notes as like a in script format. So it says, Dak is Yvonne. I'm Dak. <laughs> I think he says it. I'm Dak? I'm Dak. Like, it's a question. <laughs> no, she says it. She pr- pronounces each word wanna, so specific. Come with me if you want to live. And he does. Come with me if you want to live. Come with me if you want to live. And he does. But that's when you notice that the vent has a handle on the inside. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) building. Did the boys go through and change the vents for shenanigans? I don't know. It checks out. But, again, so much has happened that we don't see. Well, that's happening. We're back in the studio, about to take the cuddly space matador picture. On a snowmobile. They're all sitting on the same snowmobile. The boys have completely lost the will to live. (laughs) They They still try to yell, wait. Big time death wish. Um, this is when Griffin finally says, no more waiting, because he's not having as much fun anymore and needs to, like... So this is... He says, gentlemen. And then Abdul and the other guy go and, like, flank the boys on each side so they can't escape, I guess. So now he has to find other ways to show his power, because he can't do more than what he's done there. He's already done the creative pop sensibility that he has. Of a walnut. Of a walnut. So now he's exercising his power another way. And now they have to smile pretty, pretty again. They've run out of options, and Kendall goes, well, this will never work. And he pulls the Dax Avon poster out of his jacket, unfurls it, lets the wind carry it. The wind from the fan. From the fan. To Griffin's face, and it sticks to his face, and he yells, look, it's Dax Avon! And then Griffin turns towards the oncoming pack of screaming girls. So they aren't dead. Why did we say we were... No, the, the security guards are dead, oh, as far okay. as we know. Okay. Well, also, we don't see Abdul or the other guys, so I think they booked it out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they understand that they need to get out of here. Yeah. But as Griffin is turning towards the pack of screaming girls, the Dax Yvonne poster changes to a picture of Dax Yvonne screaming. <laughs> Such a good gag. <laughs> so solid. They get a new camera, run out of the room. Well, Kendall's where he goes, I can't believe that actually worked. <laughs> And I have a few favorite Kendall's. That's one of my favorite ones where he just does something because they're just out of ideas. He does something stupid and then it works. (laughs) And he's like, oh, cool. (laughs) What if he has luck magic, but he doesn't know it? And that's why things work out for him the way that they do. Do they all have magic? No, just him. But he wants for his friends to succeed. And so because of that, they often succeed when he's around in those weird ways. Does Gustavo have magic? No. Okay, because that would be a nice parallel if you really look for the clues. He's the dad. He's not. 
<laughs> Griffin might also. I was gonna suggest that Griffin is so rich that he has like paid the laws of physics and nature to conform to his whims. If that were the case. He would heat up his own pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if that were the case, stuffed puppy space matadors would be very successful. <laughs> oh, true. But maybe he has, like, dark magic. I don't know what I'm I saying. I mean, there is an episode where he's the devil. <laughs> true. <laughs> so they take the camera and they run, and they run into Gustavo. And he's like, what's going on? And they say, we're saving our picture for Griffin. And they drag him into his office, and they change real quick into their outfits, and they tell him to shoot from the waist up, and he's like fumbling with the camera, and they yell, take the picture! And then he does, and it's great! It's a good picture. Like, did we talk about the Pop Tiger Messenger arriving? Oh my god. Because he arrives just before this. Yes. The strangest human being in the show so far, I think. He had to pick up a photo card for Pop Tiger Magazine. He's delightful. Thank you for doing it, because I knew I couldn't. (laughs) But yeah, he's like an old-timey messenger. And he's He's, on an electric scooter. He's a bike messenger. Yeah. He's got a little bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's amazing. So they take the picture, and it's good, and they give it to that guy, and he goes off with it on his electric scooter to put it in Pop Tiger. We did it. And then it flashes back to Camille, and she says... Well, well, no. Did I miss something? Maybe not. Hang on. Yeah. Because she says, get to the part where you get your butts kicked and put meat on your faces. (laughs) (laughs) And then they flash back to the end of that moment where Dax, Zivon, and Katie burst through the vent, and Dax Yvonne says, I think she saved my life. And everyone's like, oh, so happy. And then Katie yells, it's Dax Zivon! Because she's, she's excited. She's not immune. And then all four of the big time boys scream, Katie, no! <laughs> and then the girls come and do their thing. Dax Yvonne does hide under the desk, so he's safe. Oh, <laughs> uh, really quick. Before that happens, Griffin says, I don't know what happened here today, but maybe we should leave the dogs alone more often. You did say Griffin. <laughs> so Griffin didn't say that. <laughs> Um, Gustavo said that. So, Gustavo and Kelly came back, they found a screaming mob in a foggy room, and then the boys are in matador outfits, so I don't know what about that seemed good to them. Yeah, no, I think he was just, like, acknowledging they can handle themselves. Okay. Which was a very sweet moment. That is a nice thing. I'm sure meant a lot to handle. And then when Dak pops out of the vent with Katie, as soon as he pops out, it does a little choir music. (laughs) But yeah, so that's 100% Katie's fault. I don't think she cares. No, she doesn't care. I just... They would have been fine. Yeah. They would have been A-okay. Which just makes the whole, like, Kendall's betrayal even worse. (laughs) I know. And also how they told that entire story, even though most of the lead up wasn't important, it was we were standing in her room and my sister yelled, Dak, and Yvonne. <laughs> and that's the only part that actually led to them being injured. Alright, so also what we know is that they've been sitting around with these injuries for at least a week. Probably, definitely longer. They've just longer. been sitting there moaning and being really and dramatic whole, about it, waiting for someone Yeah, and nobody has ask. asked them. Nobody has asked them. <laughs> for like yeah. a month. So they have just been sitting here waiting. Oh, so they planned the tooth thing to make it seem they like it just happened, have. right? Well, they no. Have. Does Carlos have to replace the piece of meat every day, or is it just a <laughs> weak old meat. horrible steak? <laughs> They're just so dramatic, and that's why they've been, that's why they tell the whole story, because they have been waiting for this moment, mm-hmm. and nobody asked them, because nobody cares. Or do they make it up? <gasps> because obviously we know Griffin's batshit, but 
Space matadors. Would these boys have come up with, they tried to make us wear matador costumes and stand in front of a space backdrop and hold giant stuffed animal puppies. Because inscrutable looking at these giant stuffed animal puppies and there's five of them. Like it doesn't, it's like a dream sequence, right? It's true. It does kind of sound like something that would fall out of Carlos's mouth, like the snowmobiles. Because since we know this is all just them telling it, they have exaggerated so much. So maybe Griffin did show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, what, so why was Griffin in charge of the photo shoot? Um, because the cops had to take Gustavo and Kelly because they beat Matthew McConaughey's mailbox. Are you oh. suggesting that didn't actually happen? No, that's I'm, actually really disappointing to me. I can't learn about that. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it didn't. But, but maybe it was a different reason. So that was unrelated. That did happen, but it was unrelated. Yeah. Uh, they just they just wanted to talk about it. Because it's really funny. <laughs> they were actually off, like, I don't know, doing something else really boring. Mm-hmm. Maybe they already did the community service for it. Or they never got caught. And then he just tells people about it. <laughs> he's really happy about it. Oh, shit. Okay, so... But the do boys we... are there to do the photo shoot. Marcos is still... We know he's a little out there. I mean, he could be an eccentric photographer, like an artistic... Any, but do you every... think he had maybe, like, one small stuffed animal puppy that he was yes. going like, to put, like, oh. on a pedestal or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because that's what, like, that's what we do when we go to grade schools. Yeah. Is we would put little stuffed animal on top of the camera and say, look at the animal, and the kids would smile at that. So maybe, Ooh, he, so maybe he had, like, one, and then they just spun that out from yeah. there. Okay. And also, I would believe that he's very, like, artsy and kind of self-important, because that's how every male photographer I've ever met has been. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a weird dichotomy. Okay, so what, what happened with the fog? The fog. There was one fog machine, right? <laughs> yes. And then they, like, stole it. I don't know. Do you think the thing about Marcos bending over and <laughs> aligning perfectly with the fog machine... I think that did happen. That did happen. Or did it not quite happen, but they were like, oh, if he moved to the left a little bit, that would be so funny. <laughs> okay, so yeah. everything happened exactly until he was about to push the button, and then they made it up. Except they do like Ashton's thing. <laughs> if you move, if you tilt your head to the left, <laughs> it's really funny. Trust me, guys. Yeah. Um, they're like, it was all worth it, because we're going to be on the walls of millions of girls. And Camille's like, yeah, you are. And she's holding up She's her- taking great pleasure <laughs> in saying this to them. And she slowly turns the poster around, and she's like, because Dax Zevon is on the other <laughs> side. And then it cuts to one of the girls from the flash mob's bedroom, and she's holding up the poster of Big Time Rush like Camille was. And then she walks towards the camera and obscures it. And then there is a shot of her from the back, and she's hanging up the side with Dax Zevon <laughs> on it. In a very haphazard way, it's covering several other posters. No rhyme or reason to her wall. And ironically, Big Time Rush did end up on the back of a lot of Justin Bieber posters, so I'm sure that happened <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. So I think that's it. Did we do it? I think we did it. Thanks, guys. Um, follow us on the computer, please. <laughs> Oh, you can email us if you want. I don't know why you'd want to, but like, we want to hear, we want to talk about Big Time Rush more. So we are Big Time Rush Pod, all one word, at gmail.com. And that also is our website, bigtimerushpod.podbean.com, where you can find all of these links and oh, every episode. Guys, we're on Spotify now. Yay! Hell yeah! Well, we have been for a while once this is up. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, we have to go. Our pants are cold. Bye. <laughs> We've been talking after no one else. Is. I don't think we introduced ourselves. Also, yeah,
audition with Zach Sivan, you know? Zach Sivan? Zach Sivan. <laughs> Zach Divan. What? Divan. So even his sister is choosing Zach Sivan over him. Okay, that's not a deep cut. I'm just, I'm just working around to it now. Don't mind me. Okay. Also, I hope you do know that that is definitely going to be an intro clip. Not an intro clip. An Instagram clip. So Zach <laughs> saying Zach D- Zach Zephron. <laughs> Zach Zephron. 